Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean skincare and your go-to and guide for everything you need to know to keep up with what's trending in Korean beauty, skincare, makeup and more. Now, you can probably already tell from my voice that I am not feeling the best, but I am going to go ahead and record anyway because I was out of action for three days last week, literally just at home in bed dying. Uh, I'm feeling very sad and sorry for myself. I finally arose on Saturday, um, managed to like have a day outside, and that put me back in bed for the entire day on Sunday. So I am just not having any luck at all. I just cannot seem to shake this. Um, I think it's just going around everywhere. It's going around the daycares. It's going around the schools. Every everyone that I know that has kids is like, oh my god, everyone in our class is taking medicine. So I think we're all just a big infectious bunch of people at the moment. I think the the fact that we've taken off the masks here in Korea for the first time in like three years has meant that everyone is basically catching up on three years of like colds and flus and everything like that. So I sound terrible. I have like a smoker's cough is the best way to describe it, but I'm feeling not too bad. I may cough a few times during this episode, so I really do apologize for that, but I thought I would get something out rather than not, uh, just in the interests of, you know, having some more, some more show for you guys. So let us jump into the news headlines and I have a little bit more data analysis for you guys to reveal some of the changing beauty trends that we're seeing in Korea. So obviously we have just taken off the masks here fairly recently and that has had an almost immediate impact on the trends and what people are looking for in terms of their skincare, their makeup, all of those kind of things. So interestingly, A lot of people are searching for cosmetics that will enhance the 3D effect of their face, the areas that were covered by the mask. So things like shading, cheeks, highlighters, anything that's adding a contour uh, or maybe vitality to the face, to the jawline, nose bridge, cheeks, all of this is up about 160% year on year. Uh, And I think that's just because people are getting excited about that again. I was wearing a new color blush the other day and one of my friends was like oh my gosh I've never seen you wearing this color like what is it I think people are just paying a lot more attention to parts of the face that they couldn't see when everyone had their masks on so that tracks even just what from what I've seen and, and speaking to people people are getting excited about doing makeup again people are buying a whole lot of new products just to like test out some you know new styles and things like that uh and the other big one is the persistence trend. So this is something that people are searching for. And what they mean by this is things that will increase the adhesion and durability of your makeup. So to make sure that it's lasting longer. So people that this is increased by 370%, uh, in, you know, comparing between the two periods. So people are looking for things like primers, things like makeup fixes, um, powders, packs, 
highlights, anything like that that is really going to just keep your makeup in place and make it last for longer. And I guess that that's for a couple of reasons. People are starting to go to more work gatherings. People are starting to hang out in a lot bigger groups with their friends, spring outings. Obviously, it's spring here at the moment. Hueshik culture in Korea has changed a lot. This is the culture of going out all together as a company uh, with maybe the people in your team or, you know, uh, the entire company depends on how big it is. Having a meal together, having some drinks together, that obviously almost disappeared entirely during the pandemic just because, you know, we had so many restrictions around meeting, how many people could meet up, all of that sort of thing. But that's obviously changing now. I've seen lots more what looks to be (laughs) work colleagues gathering after work, you know, when I'm walking home sort of later at night or things like that. So all of these things are having an impact then on the kind of products that people want. If they're putting on makeup during the day, uh, in the morning, and they know they're going to be out at night, they want something that's going to go the distance and last all day. So this has had a really big impact on uh, sales and the the keywords that people are searching for here in Korea. So there are some new uh, beauty trends for you. That's what people over here are going for at the moment. Now, for this week's question of the week, one of my Instagram followers was wondering what my favorite treatments or products are for dark spots and then also skin texture. So two slightly different issues. So what I would say is for dark spots, this has a really big variance because it really depends on the cause. But in general, the most important thing you can do for your dark spots is SPF every single day, which I definitely do. Now, if your skin can handle it, vitamin C in the morning, pure L-ascorbic acid is a really, really good option just to help with general uh, skin tone, unevenness, all of those kind of things. Vitamin C can be really good. And then something like a niacinamide at night. So if you've got, you know, a couple of products maybe that have niacinamide in it, for me, um, I use our Jelly Co. Bubble Tea Steam Cream, which has a functional amount of niacinamide in it. And I also use our Cherry Blossom sleeping mask, which does as well. So there are two products in my routine that I use at night that both have a functional amount of niacinamide. If you can, some people also like to incorporate a retinol into your skincare routine. Uh, you know, your mileage may vary. I have... Um, I, I'm I'm working out what I can get away with with retinol because historically my skin has just really really hated it. So I'm tr- trialing something a little bit new at the moment where I'm seeing if I can just apply it to specific parts of my face without causing irritation. Uh, for example, my forehead um, because my cheeks just really don't seem to like it. That really makes everything flare up for me, and I just can't get away with it. But even in discrete parts of the face. I'm just trialing that to see if that will work out for me. Uh, So at night is the best time to use your retinol if you can. All of those products are helpful for things like uh, textural issues, but also for dark spots as well. If you are going for something a little bit more uh, intense, 
Then PicoSure, the PicoSure laser is uh, one of the really, really popular options here that is good for dark spots. So that would be sort of the next level up. If you're not getting the results that you want from your skincare, you could go for something a little bit more. They call it invasive. It's really just a, it's a machine, right? So you're, you're having an intervention by machine rather than your everyday skincare products. Now for skin texture, this is what I do. Now keep in mind, I have extremely sensitive skin that throws up like red flags at the first sign of any trouble. My skin really does not like uh, acids at all. uh, So I try not to use them when I can. I like to use manual style exfoliants so that I know exactly how much I've used and that I am fully in control. So that is just a little bit of background, I guess, information for my skin. I do Subi's Hollow Dream Mask once a week. Uh, I leave it on for about five minutes just until I start to get that tightening sensation, then I wash it off. Uh, That's a non-drying style clay mask. Obviously, if you leave it on for long enough, it will dry, but I don't do that. And the other product that I use is our Jellico Cinnamon Toast Sugar Scrub Foam once a week. Now, because this has sugar crystals in it, and because I have sensitive skin, I dissolve them a little bit first before I apply it to my skin. But I have never had any problems using this product. Uh, You know, some people say, oh, you know, sugar isn't that a little bit rough or scratchy, but it depends how you use it. I press down with my hands to melt the crystals more gently into my skin, almost like a really light massage. That's how I use the product. uh, And that's pretty much all I use in terms of exfoliation I did mention before that I'm trialing out retinol, but I have not got to the point where I can use it consistently. Uh, So they are my main two methods of exfoliation. I'm just very, very, very cautious with my skin because I am rosacea prone. I'm acne prone. I'm sensitive. I'm, I'm everything. So I need to be really, really careful. I prefer to be fully in control and I don't trust um, skincare acids with my skin. I have probably not, the kind of skin that most other people have. I think if, if, if my skin can take it, everyone else's will be fine with it is the general rule. I'm just the one guaranteed out of everyone that I know to like always throw up a reaction to pretty much anything. Uh, now the other treatment, if you are after a treatment that can help with skin texture, and by this I'm talking things like, you know, if you've got acne scarring or deeper textural issues that are not going to be buffed away by a sugar scrub or, um, a clay mask, for example, Um, then a treatment like the Cellas laser is something that I would highly recommend. It is a really great product. It is the one I have asked so many people that work at skin clinics in Korea what their favorite treatment is. And so many of the girls say that this is their favorite treatment that gets them the best results. Interestingly enough, when I was at the dermatologist a couple of weeks ago, I was asking him about this. uh, And he said that this laser is made in Korea, but it got more popular overseas. So they started selling it overseas. And what they did is they updated the um, technology here in Korea. And the dermatologist I was speaking to was saying, I'm not a fan of the updated technology that they have in Korea. I think the one that they're selling overseas is the better technology. So he said he's actually imported one of the machines from overseas that they're using in the foreign market back 
to Korea because he thinks that that's the best one. So I guess that's good news for people living outside Korea. Uh, if you can find someone that has the Cellus laser, in his opinion, that is actually the preferable technology. He doesn't like what they've done with the update. So there you go. That's just another little bit of insider information. Uh, this is a piece of equipment. Uh, that is made in Korea but exported around the world. So if you find someone doing it overseas, fingers crossed you'll have the same technology. All right. Now, another reminder to everybody, in case you haven't already jumped in on this deal, we are offering buy one, get one free on our Jellyco Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask for Mother's Day. So buy one for you, buy one for your mom. You get the second one free, basically. All you need to do is head over to the Style Story website. If you go on to the Jellyco Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask page, you will see a little present or a gift whatever you want to call it. And it'll say something like buy one, get one free for Mother's Day. Click on that and it'll add the second mask to your order for free. And you'll see them both in your shopping cart when you go to check out. Uh, so I know some of our listeners have already contacted me. They've already uh, redeemed the offer. So I hope for everyone else that is interested in doing so, you will get a chance uh, to to try out this mask if you've been if you've been wanting to try it out. That's our special offer for you for Mother's Day. All right, now on to our segment of the week where real people review K-beauty products. And for this week's episode, we're going to do another another edition of Why Did You Buy This K-beauty Product? Once again, we've gotten some great answers. So we asked our customer, why did you buy April B's Bee Pollen pollen propolis serum and she said it's for my mum it's the best serum it makes the skin softer no irritation even though my mum's skin is always touchy so there you go a good uh, non-irritating option there and another April B product this one was the sensitive micro cleansing foam and our customer said I bought this because it's the best cleanser ever no irritation one half pump mixed with water and it foams last long. So thank you very much for that review. And then the last one was for COSRX's Propolis Synergy Serum. And our customer said, it's the best toner. It brightens the skin immediately and I have no irritations. That's why she bought it. So it sounds like they were all repurchases then for for this customer with those three products. So thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. And hopefully if anyone is looking for a product that fits the description of any of those, that you have a few new, I guess, ideas (laughs) in mind. All right. So to finish up with today's episode, I thought I would share some nails and fails of the week. Obviously my biggest fail has been that I am sick. Um, And, you know, sometimes I hear people saying when they're sick, Uh, And I I will confess, I did not do my skincare routine some of the days in between because I was just like, I didn't even move from my bed. I have no business (laughs) going and doing skincare at this late stage. Uh, And some people often say when they're sick that like, oh, like, why does my skin look so good when I'm sick? I can confidently say that was not me. I literally look like death warmed up. I was on a video call with someone the other day and they were just like, oh my God, you look terrible. And I was like, thank you, but that's how I feel. Um, so look, that was my biggest fail of the week. Didn't do my skincare. My skin definitely didn't look any better for it. I look gross. So that was a fail. 
One nail is that in my, as I was in my sick bed feeling very sad and sorry for myself, it uh, occurred to me that there were a couple of products that I wanted to pick up to add into my routine. And one of them is a facial oil. And if you've been a long time listener of the show, you will know that a couple of years ago, I went through a stage where I tried pretty much every facial oil known to man. I just wanted to try and find one that I really love. And I finally found one that I actually really liked that didn't irritate my skin or set off any of my many ailments. It was the Itzen Tree Rose Hip Watery Beauty Oil. And they promptly went out and discontinued the product. So I was very unhappy. Luckily, I'd stocked up on so many bottles of it that I could keep using it for a while. But the time has come. I've run out and I need to start you know, the process of finding my new favorite facial oil. So I ordered one and it's too early to share with you yet. But first try was this morning and I was very impressed. So it's too early to call it, but I have a feeling there might be a runner-up or a contender product for a new facial oil, but I, ne- I need longer to test it. But I was very, very impressed by everything when I when I first sort of tried it out. Didn't have any immediate reactions to it. I, I enjoyed the smell, which was not, not common for me either with facial oils. So stay tuned if you're keen to hear a little bit more about that one. But there you go. They were my nails and fails for the week. I'm going to finish it up here. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and I will be back in your ears with another episode of the podcast for you shortly. In the meantime, I will see you on Style Story. Bye.